0: I'm Nana and I'm Monkio
1: and this is African American.
0: This is a show about children of African immigrants and African immigrants themselves living in the United States.
1: Still not quick enough. That's not elevator
0: pitch quick. You
1: gotta, you gotta,
0: girl, by. Okay, this, this is not a, we're not at work. This is supposed to be fun it's not it, it is fun <laughs> no now you
1: just made it not fun what do i tell you nonce it costs nothing to be kind <laughs> nothing my dear i'm trying to I, help you
0: well, out i am one of the kindest people out here in this world and i think everybody will attest to that so you know i, guess I am true.
1: the least racist person in okay? this room that's what that sounds like okay <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, other people you should know, tell you what your character you,
1: is sad. not you telling other people that's all i'm saying about sad. that when
0: you, when you make jokes and you're the only one laughing at the joke uh-huh.
1: huh? hey do what you see what you say <laughs> do what you do you know what i meant <clears throat> and i meant it about you <laughs> anyway <laughs> today we're going to be talking about west indian dot americans and african dot americans and the similarities and differences between us and we have a special guest so i will i don't know should i introduce her or should i just start asking questions
2: i think can you say your name hi my name is ozell martin and
1: where did you grow up slash where's your family from ozell
2: I grew up on the beautiful
0: Caribbean island of St. Kitts. I just had to roll my eyes. Like, why did we have to say beautiful? <laughs> because we all oh, no. have to outline that. It's <laughs> the
2: beautiful Caribbean island of St. Kitts.
1: Lovely. Jealous, for sure. Um, how would you describe your racial slash ethnic background as someone who came from the beautiful island of St. Kitts?
2: Well, I'm Black, <laughs> first uh. of all. If we're talking about race, but like many families from St. Kitts, we probably came to St. Kitts from different islands um, as well. So um, um, my family, we have some people coming from Antigua, um, some coming from France by way of St. Bart's and then some coming um, from Guyana.
1: So, pardon my lack of knowledge of geography or history, um, but is St. Kitts uh, a former... Well, it's a former colony of someone? And who yes. is it it
2: is a um, former British and French colony. Um, the island was divided um, between england or should i say great britain and france and then eventually um great britain got sole rule and then now we're independent okay but still the queen is the head of state
1: (laughs) is that are you like a commonwealth country i feel like i hear that
2: I don't think that we pay taxes to the crown. Um, I think somehow the Queen is still the head of state. Everyone still questions that because I think if the Queen is no longer a head of state, then you're a republic. Like, for example, Trinidad, and I think Barbados is now filing to be a republic. But I guess we...
0: I'm not sure if we're going to be deemed a Commonwealth. Well, Um, according to Wikipedia, a Commonwealth, is formerly British Commonwealth, is a voluntary association of um confederation of fifty-three independent sovereign states, um, most of which were part of the British Empire, of course. And membership includes both republics and monarchies.
2: Well I just looked up for Stinkage specifically and it said that Stinkage joined the Commonwealth in nineteen eighty three. Mm. Uh so in Why 19- are you trying for that girl? <laughs>
1: why they get cool stuff they have like the commonwealth games and oh, that's the, the queen sierra leone is not a part of the commonwealth oh, i don't think they can
2: games and i'm like okay oh so you have to be a commonwealth a lot to be in the commonwealth games i think
1: so right
2: okay. or else <laughs> it would be weird <laughs> i guess i learned stuff because i didn't know anything about that Archaic mess, archaic. In nineteen eighty three is when we gained our independence, so it kinda makes sense, I guess. Oh wow. Very recent.
1: Yeah, the eighties. Okay. Did not know that. See? This is great.
2: We just this year um we celebrated 37 years of independence
1: oh my gosh
2: so
0: we're still very young <laughs> they've been You're independent it's... almost as, as old as you are girl yeah <laughs> that's what I'm thinking
1: I'm like wow you know, just when like I was born St. Was... Kitts was still a colony interesting Isn't that wild yeah that's interesting that's cool. So. All right. So thank you. So we learned a little bit more about St. Kitts, about the islands, about Commonwealth countries, what makes a Commonwealth. Now my mind is going, Virginia's a Commonwealth. What does that mean? But let's not do that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is for me to Google when this is all over. How would you describe? So now we know you're from St. Kitts, Kitts and your family from these different other islands, as well as from Guyana. Um, How would you describe your community's attitudes to concept of blackness growing up?
2: Right. Well, you know, St. Kitts is predominantly black, but, you know, the Caribbean as a whole is still very much viewed as a melting pot. And even St. Kitts, we have, even though we're predominantly black, there's still a lot of, there's still a few Caucasian people, there are Chinese people from East Asian backgrounds. Um, well, other than Chinese, you have Indians as well. And so even though it's predominantly Black, I, I still view it as very much a multiracial society.
1: And did people, I guess that's interesting, did they mix? And I asked kind of because, or how did people kind of relate to one another in these different communities? And I'm asking because sometimes you get communities like the U S or Brazil, or, you know, I can't any number of places. Right. And people are from different places and they're all kind of living in the same spaces, but they're not really living together. Um, yeah. and sometimes you get people living in different spaces and intermarrying and, you know, yeah. I guess, is it a salad bowl or is it a melting pot? I guess that's the distinction. Right?
2: <laughs> it's rare that you'll see, um, such intermingling tend to stick with their own very weird so i guess you will find many interracial or intercultural marriages but um i guess in social settings you will still find people interacting with each other but when it comes to like building a family or um joining in you know i guess in joining in a matrimonial manner most times you would see people still sticking to their own got you that makes
1: i mean and that makes a lot of sense and um i think we even see that in the u.s that most people marry people within their own race how do you think that affected your understanding or your under your community's understanding of blackness even it's a majority black country but you have these distinct minority communities that i guess through lack of intermarriage or as much intermarriage as could have been um, are able to really preserve their culture and their traditions and continue to be distinctly chinese or indian or what have you um really i think really interested in that because it's a black majority country Um, and seeing uh, and thinking about the contrast between that and maybe what we see with African countries because we have A lot of countries have sizable uh, Lebanese populations, Mm -hmm. now more and more Chinese populations, uh, and then...
0: Even Indian populations.
1: Indian populations, although in some countries they they expelled most of the the people of Indian descent. But then you you get countries that are kind of like that same mixing bowl melting pot like South Africa, right? But they also had their own history. Maybe it wasn't a melting pot, it was more of a salad bowl in the South Africa. separate dishes actually since it was a party it wasn't really (laughs) like appetizer main course and dessert kind of separated out but just yeah curious about what that meant for St. Kitts
2: right well you know St. Kitts even though we have um, people from diverse backgrounds living there I think that we how we all got to St. Kitts of course is through the slave trade maybe there were different roles to play Right as to how we got there, like people would say, those of us who might be black or have an African-related background, um, we would have gotten there as slaves, and then then probably like Indians or people who might be mixed might have gotten there through indentured servitude, and then you have the Europeans, and so in terms of the culture, you still see. Um, even though we have we, we're predominantly celebrating cult, um, cultural norms and customs that may have cu- came from like various African tribes, you still see the intermingling of, for example, Indian culture, not only in Saint Kitts, which is in the Caribbean as a whole, especially, and I, I believe that manifests a lot in uh, carnivals and also mm-hmm. our food. Um, because we still have a lot of food, yeah, we probably have a lot of stew stuff, like chicken and stew uh, and and stew mutton and even oxtail and stuff, where where I guess that might have come from the African side, but then a lot of our food still is very much infused with curry. So you Mm could see that um, um, yellow curry in particular coming from the Indian. I grew up in St. Kitts until I was 18 and, uh, you know, even though I went to Catholic school, I guess in the United States, many people would think that Catholic schools are dominated by <laughs> Caucasian um, students, but that's not what happened in the Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. Though we were, at that time, we were one of two private schools, and we were still very much predominantly black. And so I guess, the differences growing up in the Caribbean you're surrounded by black people and then you come to the United States where black people are in the minority Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) that's where it was a little different
1: then I guess talking now maybe a little bit about your experience in the U.S. um, are there Well, I guess and you're talking about St. Kitts it sounds like there weren't tons of Africans there while there were a lot of people of African descent yeah Uh, so then, let's talk about coming to the U.S. Um, what has been kind of your relationship with the history of your ability to connect with African Americans versus African dot Americans or Africans? So you came at 18, so I'm assuming for college.
2: Yeah, for college, I came to go to St. John's University in New York on the red storm. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> I think that there is a closer connection with African dot Americans than African Americans. I mean, yeah, we do connect in various ways, but I would say that I, I would see my culture manifesting more and you're seeing more similarities with African dot Americans. You see the similarity in music, like how cl- <laughs> like suddenly I realize how close so come music. Is to Afrobeat, yes, <laughs> particular. Yeah. Um, they have very similar um, rhythmic sounds, and so I was like, Oh wow, because I mean, we didn't think living in the Caribbean, you didn't necessarily think about the, the deep rooted origin of soca music or how we, we use the drums, or you just didn't think about it that way. But mm-hmm. then when you see the, um, that connection with African. Music, then you're like, oh, okay, well, this might be where soca music was born. And of course, because, you know, it has been uh, moved, I guess, from the African continent to the, the Caribbean, we would inject... Our flavor into it as well but you still see the similarities and then I see a lot of similarities with food particularly I I was kind of like shocked when I saw um, a friend cooking stewed chicken I mean it's cooked a little differently but it was like oh you guys do stewed chicken too wow Uh, (laughs) um <laughs> so you know it, it, that that in that aspect it was different. It, it was it was similar, but still different to me because we don't encounter a lot of Africans. And when I say Africans, I mean people straight from the continent who probably were raised there, um, or who have immediate family ties there. We don't encounter too many of those in Saint Kitts, unless they're attending like the um, one of the medical schools, but you don't really um, run after them that much. So coming to the United States, that's where I was really introduced and exposed to Africans.
1: That makes, I mean, it makes sense. And Africans are awesome as well.
2: So. Right. That's yeah. also we learned that um, <laughs> just in the Caribbean, you know, people are from different parts of Africa. Like, of course, I, I, I particularly at St. John's, I had friends from Nigeria, from Ghana, from Ethiopia, And stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's just like the Caribbean where we don't want to just be generalized and called West Indians. We want you to also recognize, okay, that we have St. Kitts, Jamaica, Anguilla, Antigua, Trinidad, Martinique, Guadalupe, you know, all these Mm -hmm. these different countries. Yes. So I learned um, the breakdowns as well and differences, you know, so many similarities with differences.
1: Do you? This is just like a side question. When you speak in the U.S., do people tend to ask you if you're from Jamaica as like a first?
2: Uh, <laughs> well, you know, people somehow not. I don't really get Jamaica a lot. I get Trinidad, um, okay, or then <laughs> because some people also weirdly tend to think I'm Indian, and um, so I get that a lot. And there are lots of Indian in Jamaica I'm sorry in Trinidad yeah in people don't really ask me from Jamaica Jamaica people all be like oh you're from Trinidad I, I don't know they just immediately think that
1: assume that okay that's interesting at least it's better because I feel like I, I see a lot of times with folk from the Caribbean that people um, use Jamaica as a default um, yeah. I'll say with my family, my cousin is married to a man from Grenada. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, that Jamaican, you know, the one that married the Jamaican. We're referring to my cousin. And it's like, y'all, come on now. It's 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 too late <laughs> for this. He is not from Jamaica. He's from Grenada. <laughs> just like you wouldn't like someone being like, oh, yeah, you know, she married, you know, a Nigerian or whatever. And you're from Sierra- my family's from Sierra Leone. Really? Um, so I was just wondering if that was just... That's something that he gets a lot, I think. Like people are like, Oh, are you from Jamaica? And he's like, No.
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get that. A lot of people um get that, but sometimes I guess <laughs> sometimes they look at they look at you and they would try to like figure out, Okay, well maybe you're not Jamaican because they think that Jamaicans are black when that's not the case. Jamaicans are, you know, racially diverse as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean Sean Paul. Come on,
1: shut up.
2: <laughs> I'm mad, that's like reference. You go Whatever,
0: the <laughs>
1: of the early all right, even the nineties, you know. Come on, there's some classics. And he was not I mean, although people were like, Oh, paul's black. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not. Uh, but I i uh, just saying that I see what you mean even with that, because yeah. I think with him people would be like, Oh yeah, he's just light skinned black. I'm like, No, just cause he's Jamaican, you 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 have to try and force the, like black part
2: issue when I just think that because you're light skinned, you're like from another island in the Caribbean, like maybe somewhere. Where you'll see more um, like a Creole um, mix. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. they, they tend to do that. Maybe they'll think that you're even like Dutch because um, a lot of the Dutch islands, like Aruba, Bonne, Akra, so tend to have more <sighs> light skin um, black people. And so, but then if you are probably more of like somebody's with a skin tone like mine or Even with like similar hair texture, they'll automatically assume you're from Trinidad.
0: That's so interesting. Just out of curiosity, how did how you viewed yourself as a black person? person change when you moved to the United States, did you still consider yourself kind of the same, same, I, I don't want to say level of black, <laughs> but the same, black. Or, <laughs> the same <laughs> black person as, as as you were in, in um, St. Kitts, or has that changed? No. In St. Kitts, I didn't really feel, I
2: mean, I'm not going to act as if racism does not exist, no. um, but it's not rampant right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel less than or feel like I would be deprived of certain opportunities because of my skin color. But then when I came to the United States, I kind of realized that (laughs) because, I mean, I always like to joke and say I live two different lives because in St. Kitts, Mm -hmm. you know, something can come to you maybe because of your, your intelligence, your qualifications, your experience, things like that. I mean, some people will, you know, we're not immune for people crying like nepotism for certain things and things like that. But uh, when I'm talking about like when it comes to like your, your race playing a role, it's not completely like not an issue in St. Kitts, but it's not a dominant issue as it here, is here in the United States.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I guess um, I'm wondering, like, what did you notice the distinctions between being from the Caribbean versus being African American or being African, like when you when you first came or like, or even now. Um, I guess now that you've had some time to really stew stew in U.S. juices. <laughs> I don't know how to frame it. We
2: are more cultured because they view caribbean culture as being fascinating and i believe that is very much embedded in just carnival and, uh, and probably maybe food as well so people i always get like oh you, you come across as being so mysterious and i'm like well what's the mystery
1: Mysterious.
2: <laughs> like, what's the mystery? google any na- google fake kids right? like, what is the mystery And they're like, oh, because you have an accent and y'all have carnival. I'm like, no, I don't think it's that it's that mysterious. It's very easy now to see the similarities.
1: What about I feel like we've been asking that in different ways, but I guess to what extent do you interact with the African-American community at all now that you've been there for quite a bit? So you were in New York. I think you've basically mainly spent your time on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and they do have some good pockets of, like, Black communities there. So I guess I'm wondering on your thoughts or what you've, like, learned or noticed um, after being in the States about, like, the Black population or community.
2: Right. So what I realized is that um, because from St. John's in particular, Most of my friends there are Black American, African American, not African, dot American, but just African American. And I realized that sometimes when I ask them, um, especially up here in the Northeast, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, what do you deem cultural? What do you think is associated with your culture? They feel as if they don't really have one. So I'm like, okay, well, do you feel like you've been stripped of your identity or, (laughs) or, you know, something like that, because you were raised in the United States and you were not um, exposed to okay, know you're Black, so you're, pro- you're most likely a descendant of Africa and you might feel like you weren't exposed to that, so you, you're not familiar with that. And they're like, well, yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm American. I'm like, well, what does that mean to you? And um, many really wow. have been able to answer that question. And so I realized that's why they might be fascinated by what they deem to be cultural, um you know like different foods. i'm like well what do you think is i'm like well don't you think like soul food and stuff like that isn't that a part of black culture and um they're like oh we feel like it's american i'm like well not really because you might want to think that it came from somewhere where do you think it came from (laughs) you know
1: that's interesting uh especially as I, it's something that I think about too and so thank you for bringing that up um, I wonder about you know people who come like you said the Caribbean especially people of African descent a lot of people came via the transatlantic slave trade yeah. and so the distinction that we end up with in the states of how like people from the Caribbean have a culture yeah, and it's like but but the two communities are coming from It's not the same experience, obviously. Like in terms of the numbers, in terms of like I think U.S. slavery also had its own particular bent to it that was different. But Caribbean slavery in some of the Caribbean islands was really bad. Like I know in Jamaica, it was really really harsh conditions, especially and like in places like Brazil. So it's really interesting now that we we often are thinking about African immigrants and their children Caribbean immigrants and their children um, mm-hmm. and then African Americans um, and there's I feel like Caribbeans in some way are the glue that keep the two <laughs> that keep all the things together yeah. because there is this like you come from another country but then even within your country right you're not you know like the you you end up with cultures and traditions that you have um, whereas in the states I mean I would say I would I would posit, and I feel like I would learn in African American studies class that soul food is black. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely like black people, African people, their traditions, mm-hmm. their foods. You see that in some of the things, but the U.S. has a way of not making mm, the question. yeah. It's just sort of you know, yeah. it's like pizza,
2: yeah, or mm-hmm.
1: Chinese food, and then you go to the places of origin, and you kind of go, oh, yeah. <laughs> You ain't got no General styles chicken, okay? I all right, no five wings and fried rice if you're from the D.C. area. That's what you know Asian carryouts sell. Um, so that's interesting. Nans, I think you had a question. All right.
0: Why do you th- why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that West Indians were able to hold on to their culture or feel like they have a culture, whereas you know African Americans in the states feel like? you know, that was lost that was stripped right what do you think I is think the hu- the biggest contributor to that i think it's
2: being ma- between being a major the majority and minority you get to preserve your culture because that's what the majority of people are doing right while here you might be stripped when because you're very much in the minority you're kind of like forced to adapt to their norms right and um we have to remember that the reason why the West Indians ended up being predominantly black is because they rebelled and drove out their masters. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's why people don't understand that is what we're celebrating in Carnival. Mm. You know,
0: emancipation. Oh, I did not know.
1: I didn't know that either. Right. I thought That's it was like, maybe
0: religious, you know, like Holy Week or some carnivals aren't it? Carnivals
2: is embedded in the celebration of your emancipation, and the fact oh. that they drove out probably, you know, sorry to say, it might sound a little harsh and gory, but they killed their masters, got them out of there, right? And even though it had that origin, and maybe, many people might think, oh, it's kind of bloody. It's like, okay, well, whatever, but you know that's
1: life that's history
2: we overcame that slave trade and so i think the difference of in preservation i mean don't get me wrong um, because older caribbean people would say that some things have not been preserved and we're like well culture evolves right yeah but it still evolves and still stayed with us and i think the difference is just majority and minority Thank that's you
1: for that. Point. Yeah, that's a good point. And we learned something. I have never considered, I don't know, it's just so flashy or it's it's made to seem very flashy. You know, when you see pictures and things like that and there's and music.
2: The is, that's why I said, like, older Caribbean people would say, like, oh, that's not our culture. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. when, uh, because originally in Carnival, you were fully clothed and oh. you Like a lot of beating drums and, you know, you're celebrating the right? But now it has evolved. uh, That's what I would like to say. And of course, like the carnival historians are not very pleased with the evolution. But I think it still represents freedom because I have a carnival band. So I'm in the carnival business. And, Ooh, you know, yeah. we do the production of costumes and put the presentation in the streets. And I know what it means for us still. Um, in St. our Carnival, kind of is the first and second of January. And not only for us, it's an amazing way to open the new year in a celebratory yeah. manner. But we still remember what we are celebrating, right? And even though we are um, probably not as close as our... Um, elders would like us to be, we still believe that we're celebrating freedom in many different ways. Because I know so many people have come to me as owner of a band and they've said, you know what, because you offer these different types of costumes for all body types, I feel like you're promoting body positivity. And so now I feel so free in being myself in the street. I don't feel like, oh, because I'm a certain weight or something I have to cover up. But for, for who? Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it will, you, if you sexualize the carnival, then that's what it means for you. It says a lot about you oh. and the person who is promoting their freedom the, um, and what that means to them. Some people feel so much more beautiful. They feel as if they can embrace their body, wear what they want um, at that time. And so it's really how you view it.
1: I think that's great I think um, yeah I mean I've always thought the costumes are beautiful I guess I never thought about how yes for some people it's like ah scantily clothed (laughs) or whatever but I, you know but there's also so much else to it like it's not just like a what do you say like a bathing suit almost kind of piece like there's usually like the feathers and don't those kinds of things have like symbolic meaning as well or are they just for decoration
2: right so there is some symbolism in in the feathers, okay? Because, um, but before feathers, a lot of people use body paint, and it is still very much viewed as an adornment. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, it it may be considered merely decorative, but for for many people, it is. You know, the presentation of your artistic abilities, um, how you use your colors. And um, many times when carnival bands are presenting, they're presenting various themes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, in my mass band, our first year, we, we, we um, our theme was escape. And that was just to es- escape from whatever might be confining you. And a lot of times that could be very psychological. Right? We're in a space of psychological confinement. Um, just having that place to escape, um, free your mind, have fun, enjoy life. Um, we also did a wonderful Dream whereby we depicted the various cult- um, geographic regions that impacted our culture in
0: faith.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. Um, we call it a wanderer's dream because we say all who are lost, right, are mm-hmm. just wanderers. So, um, we, we we think that they're also looking for something greater, digging into your history, understanding where you come from and seeing, okay, yes, you're wearing gold jewelry, but do you know how, why, what that represents for you, right? Right. Um, you know, different things like that than our most recent um, theme of Showtime, um, where we depicted various movies, things of that nature. So we have, um, then we also did the Carnival Jungle, where we touched different tropical flora and fauna, and also animals that may have been indigenous to St. Kitts, and just realizing that there's art all around us. So even in Trinidad, St. Kitts, Jamaica, wherever, everyone uses the carnival to um, depict various themes. So it's not just um, a celebration of um, our emancipation, but also an artistic um, celebration.
1: That's cool. Okay. So basically, yeah, I I oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's I... like you can go to carnival to learn. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like It could be a
1: field trip almost, right? No, you
2: <laughs> learn so much because even beyond that, beyond What has been exported into other societies, I guess, for social media is, I guess, Mm. what you call the scantily clad, you know, people who are dressed in scant scant clothing. But we don't view it as that. We view it as a costume. And we don't think like, oh, my God, we're not covered. No, you don't really feel that when you actually have it on. You just feel so free and you're just having fun. But um, there are other aspects of carnivals. For example, the steel pan music, where people use steel drums to create music. And that was very much something that's cultural to us. People, We also have the masquerade and the clone. And, mm-hmm.
1: We have and, those too. Yeah. Right? Africans too. <laughs> right.
2: We also have that the masquerade and the clone. We have the maka jumbies. And. So what's,
1: what's a macajumbi? That uh, I've not heard
2: before. Walking on, dancing on stilts.
1: Oh, that's what that's called. Okay, I have seen pictures, probably right. on Instagram, of that um, at carnivals. Interesting.
2: Uh-huh. Yep. So we have that as well, and those aspects I, I would say are more indigenous. They don't necessarily evolve as much as what well, you know the regular carnival costumes, but the macajumbis. Uh, Mopo means healer in Central Africa. Well, that's what they told us in school. <laughs> <laughs> and Jumbi is a West Indian term for ghost. So,
1: ah, uh-huh. jumping ghost.
2: Right. So it's. um. The Maka Jumbi is like a spiritual healer and he, he rises or she rises tall above the rest. So we feel as if there are some um, blessings involved. They told us that it originated in West African tradition. So we're going to have to believe that his hat and what they said in school as well is that the height them towering over you is to protect you from foreseeable danger and evil. That the, the
1: Maka is viewed as a divine being. Interesting. Yeah, we didn't. Definitely I never.
2: Yeah. yeah, I never
1: knew that. I've heard of masquerades and I've seen some masquerades at like special events. People might have some, yeah. um, but we don't really. We don't have the Maka Jambi. So, oh, I don't know. But who know? But I mean, West Africa is big, so I think that yeah. there are some communities that do have similar things. I want to say I've seen um videos of certain like religious ceremonies or things like that and people have something similar so that's pretty cool that that's been passed down and people know about it and like know some of the symbolism behind it because to be honest i think some of this stuff even in west african communities people don't be
2: knowing
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't like <laughs> I, I think we, we yeah. have so i think we all have this idea that things are always the way that they've been i remember learning um about plantains and um sweet potatoes and that they were actually uh crops that originated in the, the new world you know in the western hemisphere and i remember telling my mom and she's like no, that's not true. We've always eaten blood <laughs> You're just like <laughs> That's true. We always I, I was just kind of like, "Well, wow, what was life like in Africa before these things because these things are such staples to like cassava and yuca as well. Like these things Are such staples to our life." Cuz I know.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I get it. It's like, you know, you 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 how do you conceptualize life without the very basic things that have made it yours? Um and so yeah. I see that. Um
2: in yeah, a lot of places we're told that the masquerade in particular w- was born out of the slaves way of communicating or celebrating without their masters understanding what they were saying um, <laughs> i guess some people say it was a way for them to look like they were celebrating while
0: planning revolt
2: so wow. um,
1: <laughs> uh, Even how many uh, folk you were able to expel, that probably is the case. So. This
2: is,
0: uh, geez.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that that's what they said it was about. Um what you know, we hold tight
0: to those aspects of our culture. Yeah.
1: And it's really beautiful. It makes me remember. I think Nans, you and I were talking about uh, carnival. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was supposed to go to this thing, Kitchen One, this uh, this December, but yeah, Corona saved me eh? because my body is not right and tight. She, but she just told you that you can wear whatever <laughs> oh, oh, can you want. What, Ozelle oh, can preach what she wants, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to feel comfortable. I did Nana, no, no. and I did tell her that she can wear what she wants. You
1: can wear what you want, girl. You ain't got to be. Don't don't be. Don't feel held down. I, I you, got to feel comfortable, okay? You can wear whatever. You don't have to wear. You know, you can get some extra feathers or something if you don't. If you want to feel comfortable,
2: I hope that we have costumes for whatever you know you want to wear. We adjust it accordingly because we want you to feel comfortable on the streets and we want you to have fun.
1: Yeah, I'm calling it 2022, you need to go to the carnival.
2: You you will be joining me. Uh Hey, why not? Why not? Exactly, that's the spirit. Why (laughs) not? (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, you know, of course, we're not going to be in the road this year because of COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, it doesn't allow us to have carnival as we would usually have it. We're still going to try to have some events. But um, because it at this time is COVID free, but um, oh.
1: yeah, don't let none of us in. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you all doing? Accurate COVID response, you know. Contact <laughs> Tracy.
2: <laughs> <We're> <laughs> Mass wearing quarantine, mandatory quarantine for two yeah. weeks and social distancing by the government. So yeah. it's okay. not feasible to have carnival as we know it.
1: That's okay. 2022. I think we can do this. That would be great. I you know, I see people a lot of you know, I see some folk African folk actually and African. Americans. Um, I know a few who um they do that. One actually just she she went to I don't know whose carnival it was, but right before COVID she was able to go and experience Trinidad, was
0: it. Trinidad wasn't it? It could have been Trinidad. Trinidad was in February.
1: Yes. So she was there and I was kinda like, How are you traveling in the pandemic? But I think she just got under and she, she looked great and it looked like a lot of fun. Um, So I I feel inspired. Thank you so much. I guess in closing to you, Ozell, what is one thing that you wish more Americans knew about West Indians or people of the Caribbean?
2: Right. I, I would like, I would think that it would be that we come from many different racial backgrounds. People just tend to assume that because you're West Indian, you're black. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just like, how about we assume that all Americans are white? You know? Yeah. Um, Would you like that? Um, So it is acknowledging that we are just as diverse as the United States. We are a diverse um, nation as well. And I think that's something that we have to learn to um, know the difference between ethnicity, nationality and race. Uh, That's hard I, for
1: Americans. It, it
2: <laughs> is very hard. It's, it's kicking their butts, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And I see it all the time on social media. Like, what is she talking about? She Jamaican. She black. And I'm just like, no, no, no. no. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've seen. There's Jamaicans from many different racial backgrounds. I'm sure like you've I seen. as the <laughs> their boy. You've seen Tessa Chin on The Voice. There are Caucasian uh, yeah. Jamaicans, there are Chinese mm-hmm. Jamaicans, there are Indo Jamaicans. Like, please understand that just like America is a diverse nation, the Caribbean is diverse as well.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ozell, for joining That's us. This was a great uh, conversation, and we learned so much.
2: Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: Yeah.